I stopped my way up the stairs and found the apartment in question. A flat foot at the door let me through into the pad's living room. As I took in my environs, I suddenly understood the nervous commotion downstairs. The place was trashed. Not tossed, as a place would be if some ne'er-do-well had been searching for something, but utterly, completely, hopelessly wrecked. A thick oaken dining table in the middle of the room lay in pieces on the floor, as if a muscle-bound thug had delivered a flying pile-driver to its midsection. Next to it, a green corduroy couch heaved its last breaths, huge gashes in the fabric displaying its innards to the world. Clumps of fluffy white cotton puffed from the tears like popcorn spinning from a hot kettle. Both windows in the space were smashed, and bits of glass, cotton, and variegated scraps of cloth littered the floorboards. At the sides of the room, tall bookshelves full of hardbacks, paperbacks, and cereals had been knocked to the ground, spilling their contents across the floor in a tide of cardboard and paper. I walked over to the pile and selected a couple of random paperbacks. Sam Simon and the Troll Town Beatdown by Marcellus Pinkerton, read one. The other was titled The Beast with Twelve Arms by Colette Plumley. Both were frivolous pulp novels, and both sounded awesome. I started to thumb through the Sam Simon book when Quinto's big bass voice made me jump. Daggers, there you are, he said. Where have you been? I stood and turned. Fulton Quinto was a good guy and a better cop, but not someone you'd want to mess with unless your lifelong dream was to understand how muddled fruit at the bottom of a cocktail felt like. He was about six foot seven, with skin that resembled an elephant's in both color and composition, and his mismatched buck teeth gave his smile a malicious quality, no matter how good his intentions were. He'd spent his time in goon squads on both sides of the law, but after a youth full of indiscretions, he'd eventually joined the force. Good thing, too. Our precinct's health insurance premiums could have skyrocketed after a single untoward encounter with the guy. Ah, Quinto, I said. You're looking fit and trim today. You been working out? He stuffed his skillet-sized hands into his pockets. Depends. Does throwing punks through walls count? I'm going to go with yes. Then sure, he said. I've been working up a sweat three, four times a week or so. Ouch. I puckered. Does our fair city even have that many thugs in need of pummeling? You'd be surprised said Quinto. The summer peat offenders get the old one-two on a regular basis. You'd think they'd learn after a couple smackdowns. But they keep on getting into trouble. I blame our crumbling school systems. What do you expect? I said. Teachers are one of the few public servants paid even worse than we are. Quinto nodded. Perhaps. So are you going to answer my question? What took you so long? You wake up drunk again? I frowned. Why is that everyone's first assumption today? It's like playing the stocks, said Quinto. Past performance doesn't necessarily predict future results. 
but at least it gives you something to go on. Fair enough, I said. But no, I was out with Nicole. Quinto raised a questioning eyebrow. I shook my head. Just spending some time with the kid. Ah. Quinto didn't pry any further. He possessed enough wisdom not to delve into that morass of tangled emotions and bitter feelings. I'm not sure if his good sense came from simple propriety, or from the fact that he'd never been in a serious relationship himself, and had no idea what the hell to say. Either way worked for me. So, he said, what's in your pocket?